from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. So we have a morning show here on 99.9 The Fan. It's the ESPN uh, Radio National Morning Show. It's called Unsportsmanlike. Hosted by Evan Cohen, who we've had on the show a few times. Chris Canty, longtime NFL player. Michelle Smallman. And uh, they seem to have it out for Bryce Young a bit. They love talking about how bad it is in Carolina. Now, it's bad in Carolina. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah. doesn't take a national media personality to tell me that. Uh, it, it's it's bad in with the Carolina Panthers. I got you. But there's no guarantee it's always going to be bad. They were discussing whether the Panthers should regret drafting Bryce Young. Here is Chris Canty on the subject. Yes. <laughs> how, could, how could they not? Yes. I mean, listen, the Houston Texans have the a top five passing offense. C.J. Stroud has already won three games. Their team is at 500 going into week eight. Yes, yes. <laughs> Nobody thought the Houston Texans would be as competitive as they are as early as it is, but they've got the head coach right in D'Amico Ryans, a former player for the Texans organization. They have the, the makings of an organization that's building a better culture, and C.J. Stroud is at the heart of it. So not only is he giving you the productivity on the field, but he's allowing you to shift the culture in the building and the perception of who you are around the National Football League. We can't say any of those things about Bryce Young right now. Uh, and and I get it, the situations aren't equal, but C.J. Stroud is making the most of the opportunity that he has with the talent that's on this roster. And based on that and the fact that he's been available for every single game as opposed to Bryce Young dealing with the injury, you got to say that, yeah, the Carolina Panthers, they may have messed this up. They may have gotten it wrong with Bryce Young. Did you hear? First of all, let's just talk about that that clip right there from Chris Canty. Did you hear the difference between the beginning and the end? Yes. Yes, they should regret it. Yes. Yes. C.J. Stroud, by the end, they might regret taking. Maybe. Might. Like almost halfway through, he realized you can't be that definitive about a guy who's had five starts. Yeah. Part of the reason why he's saying they should regret taking Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud is because C.J. Stroud has played in every game. Bryce Young missed one. Through six games, he's missed one. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you're deciding it on? That's part of your calculus? Now, don't get me wrong. It is not impossible to regret making a pick. It is not impossible to regret picking one player over another. It should be impossible to regret taking a player number one overall after five starts. Not because players aren't picked at number one overall that become busts, but because you have to have more confidence in yourself than that. You have to have more confidence in your ability to evaluate talent than that. You know what? I, I, I uh, like. Let, let's put it this way, okay? Dennis, I feel like we all have these, these type of friends. Do you have friends that you trust when it comes to movie recommendations? Yeah. Do you have friends that you don't trust when it comes to movie recommendations? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, I, like, I've got buddies that I will text and say, hey, say, hey, have you seen it? Right? And it becomes more and more high leverage now that I have a, I have a son, right? I've got my two-year-old Miles at home. My wife and I don't get a lot of nights where we can, like, sit down and watch a two-hour movie. So, if we're going to do that, you better darn well know we have multiple co-signers of the movie. Better be a good one. Did you see it? Is it good? Uh, would I like it? You know my taste. There are f- friends 
that I will give them the benefit of the doubt, right? First 15 minutes into the movie, if it's terrible, I'll go, no, 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 right? Like my, my buddy Kender told me, I trust him. I'm going to see this thing through. I also have friends where if the movie stinks within the first 15 minutes, I'm bailing, right? I'm going like, Johnny told me it was good. That's all I got. Let's get the heck out of here. Like, like that's how it works. You better believe your scouting department, your evaluation department is the friend that you're like, hey, the first 15 minutes stinks. I bet it picks up. It should not be possible after the first five games to bail because that means you got a whole bunch of Johnnies in your, your scouting department, people who you don't really trust. And that's no disrespect to Johnny. Great guy. I officiated his wedding a couple months ago. Oh, congrats, Johnny. There is nothing that says C.J. Stroud is going to have a better career than Bryce Young yet. There's a lot that says he's had a better first month of his hat, month and a half of his career. Absolutely, 100%. But if you picked the right guy, if you were as convinced that Bryce Young is the right guy that you should have been to draft him number one overall, the race is so unbelievably far from over. It's That's like the third step of the 100-meter dash. All we know is who got the best start out of the gates. That's it. The first year of a quarterback's career is about one thing, gathering information. I talk about it all. I, I'm blue in the face. I'm a broken record. No rookie quarterback has won Super Bowls, right? Just never happened. So unless you are pleased with just, hey, we won more games, which the Houston Texans are going to do, but let's be real, if you're running a team, you count in rings. You count in conference championships. You count in playoff wins. So, so, so rookie quarterbacks almost never do that. So you don't play a rookie quarterback with the intention of winning a Super Bowl his first year. You play the rookie quarterback so you can learn what style of play is best with him, what style of player do you need to bring in around him to have success, what type of plays do you need to call, what type of relationship with the coaches does he need. The first year is about gathering information. So, I mean, the information the Texans have learned about C.J. Stroud has been much more fun to gather. Oh, look at this. He's good with Nico Collins. Oh, look at this. He's good with this play call. Oh, look at this. He doesn't turn the ball over. We can trust him with, with this type of play call. That's all fun to learn. The, the information you've learned from Bryce Young is equally as important, just a lot less fun to learn. Right? Okay, we probably need a little bit more speed at the wide receiver position. We don't have that. Yeah. Okay, he didn't vibe with Frank Reich as a play caller. Duly noted. And you learned that. Right? Yeah, it's information. You've gathered it. It's all about information gathering. Should you regret drafting Bryce Young? You might one day regret drafting Bryce Young. I am not here to say it is 100% he is going to be a great quarterback. I'm saying it is 100% possible that he is a great quarterback. Give it some time. We are a month and a half month and three quarters into their career you're talking regrets i've i by the way i've seen some movies some of my favorite movies the first 15 minutes are like mm, gonna have to power through this aren't i but again you need you need to trust your evaluation of bryce young now here's the the the, the, the elephant in the room is if you were anti bryce young before the draft 
because the the rumors are out there, and at this point, they're nothing more than rumors. We haven't heard any uh, official, substantiated reports, but the rumors are out there that Frank Reich wanted C.J. Stroud, and the hard part about that would be it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? You start going, I knew I didn't want him, and then that leads into how you treat him. So, so you need to keep those thoughts out of your brain. But if you wanted him, if everyone in the building was a consensus, you want Bryce Young, which is the only way you should ever draft someone number one overall, then you should have 0% chance of regret right now. Way too early for that. Again, to use the movie example, you're 15 minutes in, someone comes in, says, how was the movie? What do you say? Ah, it just started. Yeah. You don't say I love it or I don't love it. You just say, yeah, it just started. Mm-hmm. Hey, is Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud better? Mm, just started. I'm not telling you yet. It's pretty good so far. Yeah, you say loving it so far, kinda, then it can fall flat. Kind of slow. Yeah. No, that's not a definitive answer. It's, it's still got a lot to go. I remember this years ago when the Pittsburgh Steelers took Le'Veon Bell. He was a mm. second-round pick, the first running back off the board. Yep. And soon after that was Eddie Lacy was drafted by Green Bay. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell dealt with some injuries and wasn't super productive his first year, and Eddie Lacy was popping off doing great. And a whole bunch of people in the Steelers be like, oh, see, they took the wrong running back, wrong running back. Before you know it, Eddie Lacy ate himself out of the NFL, and Le'Veon Bell was the best running back in football for like three straight years. The, the, I mean, I've, I have fantasy reasons to remember both of these. Le'Veon Bell's second year was unreal. Yeah. That's where he became Le'Veon Bell that we, we, we know, the patient runner that stops behind the line of scrimmage, then takes off. Yeah. And the second year is the first year Eddie Lacy showed up where, you know, pics of him went viral because he had a gut while doing like – high knees over the bags at the first day of training camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and, and by the way, like the first year of a running back's career is like the first 45 minutes of a movie because the, the careers are so much shorter. Basically. Uh, and a quarterback, the first year means even less because you expect him to be there for so much longer. And we're not even halfway through the first season. I, I completely and totally bar you from any regret yet. I'll let you know when the regret is possible. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. segment where Dennis tells us what's the biggest games going on and we try to guess how they're going to play out. Dennis, you got it. All right, let's go ahead and start off college football, right? All right. That's as good a place as, as any. We'll go with kickoff times. Florida State, Wake Forest, noon kickoff. Give us your pick. Uh, Florida State by a bunch. Okay, that sounds about right. Uh, but I, I, I'm still on Mitch Griffith's Island, so I think he plays well. I think he, he plays well. I think he... I'm not trying to convince myself or anything. I think you are. I think he plays well. I think he plays well. Okay. 
But yes, Florida State is a significantly better team. Uh, give me Florida State 38-13 in this one. Something I'm fine with that. Something along yeah. those lines. All right, 2 o'clock kickoff at Carter-Finley Stadium. State-Clemson. <sighs> Battle of four and threes. The textile bowl. I, I, I think I would take State against the spread Clemson money line. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be close. I think State's defense is up for the challenge. Okay. I'm still not 100% convinced in NC State's offense. And until I see them be more creative, t- push the ball downfield more, see the offensive line give a bit more time to whoever's standing behind them playing quarterback, I'm going to be timid with my expectations. It's it's. Uh, I think it'll be a competitive game, but but I think Clemson's able to get the, the dub. Give me Clemson 24-17 in this one. Which I believe would fit into the band I'm talking about. The the line is what ten something like uh, that. So so yeah. So that's that's right in, in the, the realm of what I'm I'm discussing. I'm predicting a special teams touchdown in this game in some way, Ooh. shape, or form. Earlier in bold predictions, I predicted Peyton Wilson's going to score. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a defensive touchdown from State, a special teams touchdown from someone. This could be a crazy like a game. Will Shipley kick return. Let's get or the, something let, well, all like we that. need is uh, uh, Chris Berman to do the highlights, going rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Whoop. Next one, Duke at Louisville. Big question, is Riley Leonard playing? We do not know. Louisville is favored. And that line moved up today. I'm, I think I'm taking Duke money line. All right, Duke wins this one. I am. I have not been impressed with Louisville. So this is as much of a, I think Louisville's a little bit overhyped, as it is a, I'm really impressed by Duke's defense. If Riley Leonard plays, I'm much more confident in this. But I think the defense can keep even a, a Henry Bielan-led offense in the mix and and long enough in, into the end. And you know, a couple big plays from the running game from Duke could be the difference. And I'm 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 it's a gut feeling. But I am I am not afraid of Louisville very much. I have a feeling this is one of those games that just ends up being really ugly. Yes, I agree. Like this just there's like a bunch of turnovers and sloppy play. Like give me Duke twenty one. 17. It's it's one of those things where like defensive coordinators love watching it. Offensive coordinators want to hide their eyes. <laughs> yeah. Like it's one of those. Defensive coordinators are going to go nuts in this one. All right. Sticking here with the ACC. UNC at Georgia Tech. That's an 8 p.m. kickoff. I think UNC takes out a lot of anger on, okay. on Georgia Tech. I think they, sh- they have every right to be angry. They had no business losing that game against UVA last week. And they have no business losing this game, and I don't think they will. I'm not sure what the number is, but I'm taking UNC. Spread, money line, give me it all. I think UNC bounce back, bounces back in a big way. I'm talking like 45-17. And that's what it should have been last week. Yeah, um, 100%. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think they, they score a bunch early. They may take their foot off the gas late if it's if it's put away, but, but I think first half is going to be an offensive onslaught. By the way, for people listening out there, if we get this wrong, keep the receipts and let us know on Monday. Hey, I, or on I, Saturday. We are all about accountability. 100%. If I'll, we get it right, we're going to let you know, too. Yeah, we are. 100%. <laughs> I'm going to have to make sure I write all these down. Uh, it's going to be out there in the ether, so we'll, we'll definitely know for sure. All right, let's go to a quick one. National implications for the college football playoff. The other top 25 matchup outside of UNC. I'm sorry, outside of Duke and Louisville. Oregon versus Utah. Battle one loss teams in the Pac-12. Uh, it's at Utah. I, yeah, I, yeah, Utah. I believe game day's there. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go Oregon. I'm okay. gonna go Oregon. I haven't. I honestly haven't watched a ton of Pac-12 like live. I've obviously seen the highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've got that that Oregon Colorado game in in my in my brain. Yeah. Uh, Utah. I mean, I, I said this off air. I know how Utah season is going to go. They're going to be the best two loss team in the country. They're going to ruin whoever's in the college football or, or uh, in the Pac-12 championship uh, with just punching them in the face over and over again. And then they're going to go to a bowl game and they're going to win by fifty. Uh, it's what they do every year. So. So this is their second loss. Yeah, this is their second loss. This okay. is the one that takes them out of the college football playoff race, and then everybody says they're the best team that didn't make the college football playoff. It's what Utah does. Uh, Oregon, though, they, they've got a shot, so give me Oregon. Because our I like my job and Paul, our boss, is a <laughs> University of Oregon grad, give me the Ducks in this one 38-3. I, uh, I, <laughs> I hid my my brown nosing better. I didn't. <laughs> I'm not afraid to lie. All right, uh, let's quickly let's switch over to the NFL Panthers-Texans. I have Sunday, go- 1 o'clock, which you can listen to right here on The Fan. Coverage starts at noon. Th- this is the definition of brains and heart are in disagreement. Okay. I think Houston has played better football. I think their quarterback has played better football. I think they're playing better complementary football. I do have a weird gut feeling on the Panthers, though. Okay. I don't like going against my gut. Go with your gut. Give it to me. I think Panthers win. Okay. I think it's 28-24. I can see this game going one of two ways. <laughs> Panthers win this one like 34-31. Wow. Or they get blown out like 28-10. One of those two is I happening. Mean, they, my, my, Give me Panthers 34-31. Like if I were to crunch the film and come away with like an analytics-based prediction, mm-hmm. I think it would probably be somewhere along 28-14, something okay. like that. With Houston winning, but they don't play games on paper, and I've got a weird gut feeling that the Panthers have something cooked up, uh, and I think they're going to win 28-24. Okay, we got about a minute left here. One minute. Quick one. NFL. Bengals, Niners. Should be a fun one this weekend. Ooh, and we don't know if Purdy's playing. Yeah, we don't know if Purdy's playing. Niners have lost two straight. Both those games were on the road. I'm a, I'm a big Burrow and fan. Bengals are coming off a bye week. Yep, I'm a big Burrow fan, and I think earlier this year when Burrow didn't look good, it, a lot of that had to do with the calf injury. Coming mm-hmm. off a bye, I think he'll have a little bit more rest, a little bit closer to 100%. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals, especially if, if Purdy can't play and it's Darnold time. Cincinnati Bengals. I hate saying this, uh, but I think you're right. Hey. I think the Bengals win this one, especially if Pert watch, – watch Sam Darnold actually throw for like six touchdowns. Uh, because Sam Darnold, Deontay Foreman, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey. There's a lot of former Baker Panthers. Baker Mayfield, although he didn't win, but, but he threw a Hail Mary that may have been catchable if Chris Godwin turned around. Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of Panther, recently former Panthers out there making plays. Uh, Curtis Samuel for Washington. It's not yeah. as recent, but still. Uh, just <laughs> this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the HVAC is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces plus 24-7 customer support his venue never misses a beat call quickgranger.com or just stop by Granger. For the ones who get it done.